Warning, the following program has been rated M for mature due to language, vulgarity, and sexual innuendo. Welcome to the highlight of your week. They are the truth seekers looking to change the world for the better. Using the latest research and groundbreaking science, they seek to inform the simpletons. They dream of a day filled with gays, where women get paid like dicks and religion doesn't try to fuck kids. They are the intellectual saviors. Prepare yourself for atrociousness. All phasers set to fuck. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Intellectual Saviors. I am a figment of your ear holes. I don't exist. This the voice is not there. It's the elusive ginger bear. Yep. And uh, I'm Michael. I'm some dude that's here. I'm just some guy. Who knows who I am? I don't know who the fuck I am. That's the star of the show, kids, for you who have never listened before. Oh, stop that's, it. That's stop Mr. it. Mr. Boggs. The one that we try to shit on, but yet everybody runs to his fucking defense. Ugh. It's bullshit. So, I guess I'll plug us a little bit, because in case we get some new listeners and stuff this week. Ooh. Well, we have, uh, coming up pretty shortly here, our interview with Taylor Muse. Mm-hmm. 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 Lead singer for Quiet Company. Good Austin band. Who we got to go check out. So... I guess before we get into that and stuff, though, what you what you think of the show the other night, man? Thought it was good, really, really good. I I have to say, um, I'll be honest. I think I can say this for me and Eric. Neither one of us had seen Quiet Company live before. We went and checked them out in Dallas. We braved the harsh conditions of Texas ice <laughs> slush on the road. It, and, it was it was all gone by the time we and uh, <laughs> got really there. good good crowd at the place they played at, and uh, they sounded really good. I was really impressed. I mean, I'd listened to the albums and stuff beforehand, but. Live is a much better live. I mean, not shit on albums. Just saying, they're really good performance. I really enjoyed it. I'd go see them again, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I, I would, I would definitely say for, um, uh, for anybody that's gone to any kind of smaller club or smaller venue, you know, not seeing like the giant juggernauts like Rolling Stones or any of that stuff. Um, you know, it's kind of iffy what kind of energy you get from the band. Um, I've seen plenty of people that are just, you know, they're kind of mediocre as far as that. Um, but I, I will say that Quiet Company and uh, in particular Muse himself, uh, very, very high energy, lots, a lot of positive energy from both sides. I'd say their fans were pretty good too. He he rocked so fucking hard, he kicked his own ass with his guitar <laughs> in the middle of the show. He did, he did. He was having um, some issues with his guitar strap and he wailed his fucking nose. With his guitar. Uh, we'll just put this out. So we did the interview. <laughs> he, he brings that up in the interview, but it's I feel bad for him because like, we're doing the interview, and the whole time he's like wiping like goddamn snot and blood from his nose. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looked like he was picking his nose the entire time, but poor, he was actually just guy. trying to get the blood out of it. <laughs> but hey, he was a trooper, man. He finished the show out strong. Like yep. you said, put on, I mean, he put a lot into the performance, and uh, I mean, he was awesome with us. I mean, we, we whipped his ass for about a half hour, and he probably would have sat with us longer, but... Yeah, he was he was very gracious. He had to go to the hospital. Is that the? No, nah, I, I I don't think guys, he I'm went still to the here hospital, to stay longer, but, he, but I'm um, kind of passing out on you. 
<laughs> well, I mean, after the show, even like he didn't skip a beat. Like he got off stage and he just instantly just started mingling with everybody yep. and chit chatting with his fans and doing photo ops and all that stuff. And, and we're like, "Come on, man, we gotta go. We got porn stuff to do." Let's and end then, this shit. yeah, no, he, yeah, they're really they're really good guys. Um, so that was good. And like I said, we'll play that in a minute. Oh, I I do need to point out because I always forget to do this until the end of the show. Uh, if you guys want to follow our greatness, you can get us on the uh, Twitter at the Intel Saviors. Be sure to leave all your positive comments for Boggs there because he'll never read those. And uh, if uh, you want, go to our Facebook and leave the shitty comments because those he will see. That is true. He, he will see the shitty ones on Facebook. Facebook. Twitter, he's not going to see anything. Nope. And I won't show him to him either unless he decides he wants to quit and then I'll show him the positive stuff to keep him on. <laughs> and to guilt trip him back in. <laughs> but they love you. <laughs> they want to have sex with you. <laughs> Even if they're men. But I mean, still though, I mean, it's something. I know nobody's asked to fucking tear me up from behind. I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> a little jealous there. Well, right now I've got... I, he uh, is so peanut butter Right jealous. now I'm with someone, so I'm okay with it. But if this if this was the end or something, then I'd be jealous. That they have the recourse of getting nailed in the ass. <laughs> For all the... He's very jealous. Long time that listeners. That he's not gonna get his butthole rates. He's very jealous. That's guitar man that here. That box has gays. Fans. That's right, he's friendly with the gays. Very friendly. <laughs> I am bringing that shit back today. Did, for I, old times' sake. Guitar man. I love the guitar. People who, are, like I said, the longtime listeners have been waiting. They haven't heard Guitar Man in like a good month or so. Actually, longer than that because we took a few weeks off. So it's been like two months since they've heard Guitar Man. This is a real fucking treat. You guys are getting a fucking treat. Is that what this is? <laughs> I've always kind of felt like I sucked here, but Th- that's this okay. was, you know, what a terrible week last week was. We had a huge death uh, last week. Don't remind me. Oh, you must be referring to Leonard Nimoy. No, no, no. Fuck him. I'm talking about uh, Paul Bennett. Did you hear about this? This is a sad state of affairs. You guys didn't did hear about think, Paul Bennett dying? Did you think he was talking about Leonard Nimoy also? I, yeah, I was totally See how thinking I suck, Leonard I Nimoy. I sucked you guys in with that one. Yeah. Please don't say sucking me in the and same that, sentence. And that was man. a very, very tragic death. That was tragic, too. I mean, he definitely lived a very long life and de- definitely a very fulfilled life, for sure. He, Did he say he prospered? Would he say um, he lived long? He... he I'm not. I'm not going to make any jokes about this one. I'm sorry, I couldn't help. Because Star Trek is near and dear to my heart, so I'm not going to. It is to mine too, but I couldn't help that one. I was. I think it was that whole blue dress, black dress, white dress, gold dress thing that killed him. He saw that, and it just fucking that was it for him. He just he couldn't. He let the he, cancer he, eat his organs alive. He just the will to live just left his body. It almost left mine when I fucking saw that shit it, going on. It, 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 it almost. It blew up black. I almost had an aneurysm because of all those fucking posts. Who who gives a shit? Why why is everybody in a tizzy about fucking colors? Can I, I tell you why? that I would never even pay attention to it or cared, but I'm like laying in bed and my girlfriend's like, Do you see this thing blowing up the fucking Facebooks and stuff? And I'm like, Well, what is it? She's like, you look at this dress, you gotta tell me what color it is. I look at it, it's fucking blue and black. <gasps> no, it's not, it's white and gold. I'm like, Oh my god, what are we doing right now? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Why do you care? And so you t- got into a giant argument about that? It literally, I, I'm debating her for like 15, 20 minutes on how the fuck can you see a white and gold dress? It's clearly fucking blue and black. And then it just, I, I got fucking tired head and then I think we had sex and I fell asleep. 
<laughs> but I'll t- I say this though. It's blue and black. It's blue and black. It's blue and black. It is blue and black. Yeah. Oh, but anyway, back to Paul Bennett, the guy who really matters um, here that died. Whoa! I take offense to that, sir. I just want to point out these are. This guy was my hero. He basically did what. This is how I want to end this year. Like last year, I fucked up because I wanted. I did a story at the beginning of um, 2014 about a guy who got fucked up in a bar and was like high and shit on meth. And he took his clothes off and started jerking off. And it took like 12 cops to take him down with tasers and everything. I don't know yes, if you guys I remember do remember that. that. And that, that was my goal was to go out last year like that. But I kind of forgot about it. So I fucked up. But this is the year. This is how I want to go out. So last month, this guy got caught. He was uh, in a shopping mall, took his clothes off, started running around, fucking showing his wang to everybody. Then he went outside and he started. This is in England. So he started to fuck a post box or a mailbox, as we call it. So he's fucking the post box, and then okay. and the uh, the people around said he started throwing his hands up in the air, yelling, "Wow, wow, wow!" He's just tagging it. So anyway, they couldn't. I guess the people tried to get him down. They couldn't catch him. The cops finally came, and of course he's still running around, fucking naked, showing his shit to everybody. So, um, but his friend said, you know, that he, they think he probably he might have had a little bit of an alcohol problem, but so he had to register as a sex offender and all that shit. But the sad thing is, though, he didn't get a chance to register because he uh, he passed on before it happened. Then no ca- no cause of death, but uh, I think the the post box game AIDS. I think that's what it is. That's my guess. I may be wrong on that. So what did we learn from all this? That it's this was a sad week that's what i said because my idol died and that's how i want to go next year i'm going to be fucking a mailbox you're <laughs> until the cops come and bar take me away being an idol is very very low i want to register for a sex offender for fucking a mailbox so uh, so apparently Learn, to be, don't be a cunt you know they put that on the thing if you go to the sex offender sites they tell what you did mine yeah. will say so don't be a cunt exposed himself and tried to fuck a mailbox that's what it's going to say on there when I have to go door to door when I move into my new house and I have to say, hi, I'm a sex offender. I tried to fuck a mailbox once, so you might want to put a cover on that mailbox because <laughs> I will be putting my dick in that. That's a nice looking mailbox. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, that's what you should say. You should be like, yeah, I got, what a fine mailbox you got over there, I got, I got arrested for fucking a mailbox. By the way, yeah. I really enjoy your post box. Let me tell you something. That color of blue really gets me a fucking hard on. Like you Are you sure believe. it's not... And Life. oh man, if you put birthday balloons on that, oh, yeah. it's over. It's uh, over. Accent, you know, just anything like that just fucking sets me off. But so that's that's what I want to do. I want to, by the end of the year, I want to be registered as a sex offender for fucking mailbox. I, that's I my goal. That would it's be a, very hard. It's a lofty goal because, let me tell you something. It's really hard to find the right mailbox? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's, like a, there's like a plenty of fish for mailboxes. You got to find the right one. Because, you know, it's just, I'm not going to stick my dick in just any mailbox. It's got to be the right mailbox. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, I, there's so, so many it. songs I can make out of that. And Leonard Nimoy died, so that's sad, too. Let's all say a prayer for Leonard. Leonard, I'm so fucking sorry that your motherfucking passed away. It sucks. <laughs> I feel like... I feel like we're taking this down a different <laughs> route than like the sympathy route, you know, like we're really sorry. It sounds like you're taking a totally different direction. I, I guess that is kind of patronizing, isn't it? It is. Did that sound patronizing to you, Eric? Yes. Now, and by uh, Eric, I actually mean ginger. The ginger bear? Yeah. No, just ginger. You know, I if it was uh, Shatner, 
then I'd say let's make fun of it because that fucker needs to die. Leonard Whoa. Nimoy. Well, my li- I think my lyrics for that would be dude. like William Shatner. He died. You have to like make the you know dramatic pause. I was going for the pauses. God, never mind. I'm just gonna drink more beer. <laughs> oh, okay. Anyway, so did you guys do anything good this week? Good? No. Anything happened this week? I went to a jazz gig last night. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Made me feel pretty bad about myself. Pretty prolific players. One of the guys that I went to see is a primary bass player and he played flute and trumpet and just shredded like it was ridiculous I bet you could play the flute Bobby. skin flute is that what you're thinking he made the same joke too this guy's this guy's like 60 years old and uh sorry I'm only the 40 scene. thank you very much I'm talking about somebody else oh sorry <laughs> anyway it was the most eccentric guy I've ever met in my life I think he was he was real weird but uh he's pretty cool and he was he was fucking good man I've never seen somebody shred like that. And then, you know, the funny thing, too, is like, I was telling Eric this earlier. The, it seems like the jazz community, like, we don't even talk about jazz. We just talk about the players because they're all arrogant. I hear that. Shots fired all the jazz people. That's the word on the street. They, about all jazz of their players. conversations are like, well, he's good. No, he sucks. Well, he's good. Oh, he's really good. Oh, he sucks. And it's like, are you, you're not even talking about the music anymore. You're just talking about each other. So, anyway. But it was uh, it was overall pretty fun. I went to uh, downtown Fort Worth. Um, what was it called? It was the Live Oak Music Tavern. I had, by the way, they mm-hmm. have raw iron thistle on tap. So I was also pretty toasted last night because I was like, "Holy shit, this is my favorite beer!" And you have it on tap. So I drank a bunch of that, and they have pretty good burgers. So if anyone's in that area, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. What? I'm just disappointed because you never go out with me when I ask you to go out with me. You're always fucking busy with something. Like, oh, I gotta watch my kid. It's always something like that. Bullshit like that. Just put her in a closet. Let's go fucking hang out this weekend, man. I have my kid every weekend. Oh, kids ruin everything. They're the worst. Anyway. Abortions should stay legal forever. Okay. Wow. What are we gonna do? Do you have anything, Eric? Nope. Man, I just... We have the interview, bro. Yeah, let's just play the fucking interview. So anyway, let me just say one thing before we play this. Um, we had fuck to, carrots. No, I don't know what that means. No, we we did the interview and we did it in a room off of a club. So in the background, you're gonna hear some fantastic music. <laughs> so yeah, let's put it this way: you'll be able to dance to this interview. It's gonna be great. I tried like hell to fucking sitch, to fix the audio a little bit, but uh, it couldn't really do it because like I told Eric I could take the bass out a, l- a little bit of the background, but then it made us sound like fucking robots. So it's either like okay, we're gonna sound normal, and you're gonna hear fucking shitty rap dance music in the background, or what are you holding my hand like that for? Or you're gonna hear fucking. Mr. Roboto. Okay, just play the this, fucking interview. This is <laughs> getting really awkward. He's stroking your finger like a little penis. You think that's about what, how big is, he is? What is going on? Lengthwise, <laughs> much, much more girth. Much you got a lot more of girth, girth on there? Uh, it's like three fingers. Dang. But it's short. To, what do you call that, boss? A chode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just oh, play the fucking Austin. interview. Uh, right. Taylor Music Quiet Company. Enjoy. Here I am. I'm the... Uh, podcaster formerly known as and now only referred to as the ginger bear um, and we are here with uh, Taylor Muse from uh, the great band that just came out with a brand new album Transgressor Quiet Company how you doing Taylor 
I'm doing very well. Thank you very much for having me. It's uh, fresh off of a show. I'm pretty sure you're a little tired, so we will try and keep it as short as we can. Um, obviously, a lot of anticipation with your new album coming out. It's been a few years. Um, it's only been out for uh, less than a week. Yeah, a few days. Um, How's it been received so far with your fan group? Man, so far it's been really good. It's been overwhelmingly positive. And we, uh, you know, we were kind of nervous coming off. Our last record was three years ago, and it was, we were all where we belong. And um, it was a concept record, and that's probably what kind of like has landed me here with you guys because it's a concept record about, you know, abandoning religion and, and accepting, you know, humanity and huma humanism and whatnot. Uh, so we were kind of nervous because that record really resonated with a lot of people because it's a it's kind of a group of people that don't really have much of a voice in the arts as of yet. You know, there's not a whole lot of uh, certainly not a whole lot of records that I can think of that kind of touch on those things. Um, I can think of like three records off the top of my head, and that's kind of it. You know, um, so it was a, a record with a lot to say, and it really resonated. And, and so we were kind of nervous that. Or we didn't really know how people would react when we don't touch on that stuff at all ever again, you know? <laughs> because we didn't want to make the same record twice, you know. And we just felt like that was a smart way to go. Like, okay, like Radiohead never did another OK Computer, you know. And um, as much as we all wanted one, you know, I think it was a smart thing. But it's been really positive how they've how people have received it, and I, I think I think it's just a really good record, man. I'm proud of it. And, so I think everyone else kind of is kind of weird. It's really nice people are like picking up in the reviews, like things that we kind of set out to do with the record, people are picking up on. And so it makes us feel like we succeeded in doing those things. So. Excellent. Yeah, I, um, I was able to listen to your album, and uh, it appears that the transgressor is an alter ego. Am I wrong in that? Yeah, kind of. I mean, we really only touched on that in one song, like the first song. Uh, but that is kind of the idea, you know, that it's like, uh, I kind of equate it to, you heard that Native American proverb about the good wolf, bad wolf, you know, inside every person there's two wolves and the evil one and the good one, which one, which one lit or wins is whichever one you feed, you know. Well, I kind of equate transgressor to like, that's the bad wolf and, and the record is kind of about what happens when you feed the bad wolf exclusively for like a year and a half. What happens to a life? <laughs> so. I'm pretty sure it's all positive things. Yeah, it's, it's very positive. <laughs> so I know that um, you were signed to a Christian label at one point. Yeah, kind of. Northern Records is. I don't. I don't really know if it's a Christian. I mean, it is a Christian label. I can just call it a Christian label. But it's a Christian label. You can say fuck if you want. You know, like, <laughs> and they have artists that do. You know, and uh, but same time like when not they picked up my first record like I they you know worked hard to convince me to take all the swear words out of it and like stuff and, and I did and then I always regretted it you know but I feel like the re the lyrics I came up with to replace them are like actually stronger lyrics but I always kind of hated myself for it just because it's like I like sold out a little bit or whatever but whatever it's fine <laughs> um, then we played Cornerstone a couple years after that you know which it's like the big Christian festival, and, and we were just kind of like, hey, there's gonna be a lot of people there. Like, why wouldn't we go play it? You know, if we can. You know, so we did. And 
Uh, we never got invited back, <laughs> but we did go play it you know, at least once. We had a great time. Yeah, I was kind of curious about that. So, like, abandoning the Christian sort of stigma, I mean, that's like a built-in six million fan base in the U.S., like, Dude, probably more. I don't know, man, because I feel, like, I always think it's, like, this big thing, but I, I feel like I kind of think it's this big thing because I grew up in East Texas, and I was very involved in my church, and we brought bands in from our church, and, and like, we had the super tone on the stage, they got all these tooth and nail bands, and I saw DC Talk play, like, four times, you know, and... So and there's always a ton of people at that stuff. So in my mind, it was it's a, this huge industry. But then I heard not too long ago that, that it that it makes up such a like minuscule fraction of the music industry. Like, like so like and I forget what the statistic was, but it was like shockingly small. And I think it's even smaller now than it was then. Uh, but I do, you know, I've known a lot of people in that industry, and you know, they make money, you know. Because it is, you know, you're kind of right. Like it's this built-in, like you go and play a church, and like got it. You've got these great crowds of people, and I guess you kind of have to live with the fact that like they're not really there for you. They're there because it's something's happening at their church. You know, it's not like us. Like we have to work our ass off to fill a bar, because you know, everyone there has to really care about us. You know, and uh, but. Yeah, if you go play churches, like, well, their church has been promoting, and, like, they probably shipped in enough pizza for the, all the kids in the city, and it's a thing, and, you know, whatever. And it's fun, you know, we had great times doing yeah. that shit. I was wondering that, too, because, like, after you put out your last album, you know, where um, we are all where, where we belong, where you kind of did, like you said, the concept that's more the humanism and stuff. I noticed, like, every interview or any article I read about you, they always kind of put you in that category of an atheist band. Does yeah. that kind of make you crazy a little bit now, though? I, I don't mind it. I mean, we are all atheists. <laughs> yeah. Know? Like, like, I don't... But, I mean, it's, like, uh, defining the music. Like, this is the right. atheist band. Right, you know? right, right. Um, man... I guess if if we weren't like the only one, yeah, <laughs> maybe it would bother me. It, well, any kind of time where people are trying to like put you in this box, and I just feel kind of like I don't really give a shit about atheism in and of itself. Like I'm I'm not I'm not one of these guys, uh, and, and like no offense to anyone that is, it's just not how I see it. But I feel like for a while there was kind of like this argument in the community between people who were like textbook atheists and then people who were trying to make atheism into like a philosophy. Yeah. Um, and like some people were calling it atheism plus. I don't know if you were privy to that. It's the yeah, dumbest shit. The dumbest shit I've ever heard. Because I'm just like, all it is, like, it's just humanism. Like, that's already a thing. <laughs> you know, like, it just makes me think of that Mark Twain quote. It's like, everybody wants to build, nobody wants to maintain, you know? <laughs> and I just kind of like, well, like, all atheism is, is not believing in any gods. And I'm like, yeah, that's, you're not really saying anything other than that about a person when you use that as a describing word. So I don't feel, I don't feel the need to, like, champion atheism. I, I mean, what I do support is the idea of humanism like I think that humanism as a philosophy can save the world like and I'm very I'm very passionate about the idea of forwarding like humanistic values so like actually taking care of people and right feeding the world sure 
all, giving proper education. All moralistic <laughs> things that can be reached uh, by logical thought processes. You know, like, like that's what I'm all about. You know, atheism is just kind of a thing that goes along with that. But like, if I'm interested in like forwarding any, like pushing any values on someone, it's it's the values of humanism and, and liberalism. Like that's what I'm really concerned with being evangelical about, if anything, you know. So do you know the exact moment, I mean, I can recall it in my head, do you know the exact moment when you lost your religion, or your faith, or whatever you want to call it? I don't, I don't know, like, I remember the day that I kind of gave it up. I don't remember what happened that made me kind of the straw on the camel's back, but I do remember coming home from work one day and telling my wife, I think I'm having a crisis of faith. Like, that's what I said to her. And she's like, well, what's the deal? And I was like, well, I kind of realized that if I were to meet myself and I was going to try to convince myself of Christianity, I can't make a case for it that would convince me. You know? And that was a, somewhat of a stark realization that I was like, well, what am I really doing then? You know, like, if, if I set the standard for belief that I keep for everything else and apply it to religion like it just, it just never holds up mm -hmm. um, but so I, I remember that day I don't remember what had happened during the day where I was like huh I guess I'm done you know but but I came home with that attitude I was like hmm, I guess I'm not in the club anymore you know and I wonder what that means so but I mean I was working my way towards it for a long time as I'm sure most people kind of do you know but, yeah did you feel at that time at that peak moment that it was something that you had to hide away from or shame yourself from or select yourself from who I'm going to tell, which friends I'm going to say to. Yeah, I mean, I... Austin, Texas in 2010 or whatever it was is a pretty safe place to be an atheist, <laughs> you know? like, sure. uh, So, you know, I, I feel a little bit sheepish and like being this when there are people out there that like really do have to be concerned with coming out as an atheist or a non-believer of any kind, you know. Um, so for me, I, I was very fortunate because my parents were upset and remain upset, you know, because they're very religious. Um, and, but they're concerned, you know, because they actually believe that. Like, and so I, I really like how uh, Penn uh, Teller like says that, you know, like if you really believe someone's in danger like how long do you just shout at them before you actually go push them out of the way you know like so if, if you don't proselytize this like how much do you have to hate a person you know like how much do you have to hate a person to not be like concerned with them if you really believe they're going to hell you know? so it's annoying you know when people try to force it on you but I do kind of try to keep that and like that thought that like, well, they're not doing it out of malice, they're not doing it out of cruelty, they're not doing it to, like, because they're the Borg, you know, and they're trying to assimilate me in some way, but it's that they probably really believe that I'm in danger and they're trying to save me, you know, from that danger. Uh, but my parents are great people first and, you know, so they were, I was never in any danger of being excommunicated or, or like, written off. You know, my brother's a youth minister, you know, like, it's like a, 
it's like a thing in our family. <laughs> but, but my wife was was raised Jewish, and we never had. We were having kind of the. I think probably one of the catalysts was that we were having our child. And so it was kind of starting to come up like, well, what are you going to do with her? Are you going to take her to church? What's the deal? And we don't go to church. And I was like, oh, like why would I take her? And, and so that was kind of the moment where I, was, uh, I had to start being honest with everyone else because I was like, oh, I'm not going to lie to her. And so if I'm going to be honest with her, then I kind of have to be honest with everyone. And I just kind of had been letting people assume whatever they wanted to assume. Yeah. Did you have anything else before we get into the fan questions? Oh no, we need to definitely get in the fan questions. <laughs> some of these I've read and some of these I have not read, so I don't I don't know how great they're gonna be. Um, God Almighty. Right, this first one, the only reason I'm saying it is because of her name. Her name is Anita Beard. I mean come on, how great is that? So I I think she deserves a question, sure. so I have to say it. And it's what is your cure for a hangover? I've never had a hangover. Really? I don't really drink very much. Okay. I uh so I guess, you know, abstinence, abstinence is the best <laughs> birth control. <laughs> Very Christian answer of you. <laughs> Tell you, man, I got all the buzzwords down. All right, I, I learned of a, uh, a new thing uh, tonight. I, I never knew it existed. It's called lumber sexual. Have you ever heard of it? I have heard the, I've heard the term, yeah. All right, it, it's new to me. New to me. New to me. Um, so this person, they choose to remain nameless. Asked, it, you're so lumbersexual, would you weed whack her bush? Makes no See, the thing that's weird about the term lumbersexual is what is the point of the sexual part of it? Because essentially they say it about you if you just look like a lumberjack. So why don't you say you look like a lumberjack? I think why do just, we have to bring sexual into the... I mean, it's it's. I think it's just chicks that dig guys with beards. Okay. Um, I don't know. I, I would... Uh, on the uh, erring on the side of safety, I would say I would probably not weed rock her butt. <laughs> Considering you're married, I think that's a safe bet. Sure. <laughs> Such a All right, this one's story. a little bit more philosophical. It's from uh, Theresa Hammond. Yeah. Uh, apparently she gave you cupcakes. She did send us some cupcakes today. <laughs> Um, it's what advice would you tell your 17-year-old self about the music industry? My 17-year-old self, I would say, finish fucking college. <laughs> I know you don't want to. I know you don't see a point. You're still going to be young when you get out, man. There's plenty of time. There's plenty of time. Just finish college. And then... And then get on the road and tour incessantly and don't stop touring and don't settle down until you're done or you've accomplished enough to where you can adjust your life. Like, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, my daughter's so perfect, you know, and it's hard to regret anything that led me to where I am, you know, but... At the same time, it's like, yeah, I look back and I'm just like, God, I'm so lazy and stupid. Yeah, so lazy and stupid. Yeah, like, I I would love to go back and give myself some advice. I, I think we all would. Um, this is from another person. Uh, they didn't put their name down. Um, but this person's apparently like a super fan. has been to your show like over a dozen times. Okay. Um, I don't know what her name is. But uh, when life seems as if all joy is gone... What keeps you going? 
Hmm. I'm assuming, just based off the question, she's a Christian. <laughs> just assuming. Maybe. I don't know for sure. She might just be sad, man. Or uh, that. Or, or very sad. Yeah, so like I was, I was, I was going to give like a snarky answer, but... Uh, no, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, the last time that I just got super, super depressed was after my second year of college and I'd broken up with my first, like, real long-term girlfriend that I'd had and and I was just, like, I was, I was suicidal. And it was just like an everyday thing where I just felt, that was kind of like the first time I really felt, like, abandoned by God and, you know, it was a whole thing. And, uh, but I just, I just didn't see, like, it's one of those things where you, you just don't see you can't see the path anymore. Like, like, you just don't know where you're heading, and you can't imagine it's anywhere good. And so it was like, it was the, probably like the lowest point that I'd ever had. And I remember what kept me going. This might be like kind of silly, but it really is like what what's kind of saved me is like I grabbed on to everything that I that I loved, which was Star Wars and the Beatles. <laughs> Hey, you gotta have something, man. And I got super obsessive over. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Prequels or original? Oh fuck, dude! Come on. <laughs> what? Which ones do you think? <laughs> do you think the prequels ever saved anybody's life? No. <laughs> no, they didn't. Um, but I got like super obsessive because I, I was like, well, I don't have all the Beatles records yet. Like I had a few, and so I was like, I'm not buying anything else with my money until I own all Beatles records. So I got. I just started buying every Beatles record to get my hand on, and I just like poured over them and obsessed over them, and uh, and then it was like every day going through my couch looking for quarters and going to. We still have this arcade in the mall. This is like 2002, and they had the Star Wars Star Wars trilogy game. I went to the mall every day and just I, I was on like one quarter, one life. I'd beat the game, you know, like I was like playing it that regularly. That's all I did, man. And uh, that kind of got me through it, honestly. And it was just clinging on to, the, like, I guess when, like, when there's darkness all around, you look for the few, like, you know there's light here, you know? And, like, the Beatles records are, you know, they're worth living for, <laughs> you know, I think. And, and it just kind of made you think, like, you know, so if something can be, like, this amazing, like, then things will be amazing again, you know? So I, that might be, like, the ultra-nerdiest, like, reason to not kill yourself. But, but it was my answer, man. And uh, like that was the first time I was, like, I wasn't leaning on my religion anymore. And I, I got it back after that, after I got normal again, but... But I just remember like a few, several weeks of just, it was Beatles and Star Wars, it was all I cared about, you know, and at the end of it I was feeling okay, <laughs> more okay. Um, how much more time are you willing to give us, Any? I got you, man. Alright, um, back to the music industry, I know you talked about the, the Christian rock industry or whatever and how it's, may or may not be very lucrative. Um, what are your thoughts about the music industry itself and how just disgustingly simplistic it's gotten and how horribly hypersexual it's become? 
I mean, we're not talking about like Elvis doing his pelvis sure. dance. We're talking about like we Lady Gaga being completely naked in her music videos. But we kind of are though, are because that. I mean, I think, I mean, in the context of when Elvis did his pelvis dance, like, I mean, people lost their shit, man. <laughs> and they lost their shit over that. Like, kind of more so than we do about Lady Gaga. You know, so it's like, what's really more shocking? You know, and I fucking hate Lady Gaga. I'm not gonna like defend her <laughs> here on this, this medium. Because I, I think she's a, I think she's talented, but I think she's a hack. You know, uh, but I don't know. I, to me, music is like any art. It is as good as you think it is. You know, like I don't give a shit about Lady Gaga. But, you know, there legitimately might be somewhere, someone somewhere talking on a podcast about how they wanted to kill themselves once and they got super obsessed with Lady Gaga and it got them through it. <laughs> you know? Touche. Like, Touché. there might be that kid out there somewhere. There probably is. Frankly, I mean, because uh, she kind of like really markets to that. And so, I don't know. The hypersexuality doesn't bother me. Um, I like sex. I like sexy people. Uh, I like sexy people doing sexy things. So, I know, it's rock and roll. Like, we were having a conversation here earlier tonight that I think kind of ties in. Because we were like, dude, what's punk now? That's a good question. What? Yeah. What is, is there, is there punk rock anymore? And is it still punk rock? It, it's, like, I think it's more punk pop. Anything. Well, I mean, I mean, there are like pop punk bands, but to me, I'm like, play that shit in front of my mom. You know, that's not punk rock. Like, so what's punk rock now? Like, what, what, and not necessarily just the genre, but, but encapsulating the spirit of the thing. You know, like, and I don't know. I don't have an answer, man. And that's that's what terrifies me. That's what terrifies me about the music industry right now is that we're all sitting here not knowing what punk rock is now. <laughs> like, what? What's? Where's the fire? Like, what's? Where's, where's the? What, what's getting kids to go down to the, the Lions Club den where they've rented out the, the building and, and the Lions Club uh, building and and are throwing punk rock shows? Like, where is that? Is that happening still? Because that's all we had in Longview, Texas, and that's what we did, and like that's where I learned what, you know, what, what punk was all about, and I, just, I don't, I mean, I, of course, it probably is still happening, and I would love to kind of go there again, but like, you know, now we live in Austin, and we play big markets and stuff, so it's like we play venues and, and stuff, but... But I would love for someone to book us at a fucking Lions Club building and, <laughs> and throw jelly on the walls. And that was a thing that happened one time. And, you know, like, I, I want that back. I want to feel like that again. And I want, more importantly, see, it's not even about me feeling that way. It's about kids feeling that way. Like, I want, I want all these kids that are 16, 17, I want them to have... That, that punk rock experience and I want them to go out and want to tear shit up and like feel alive you know and because that's and I don't know if they're getting that like everything feels very tame to me now and that's 
what worries me more than anything is that Mumford and Sons is like one of the uh, biggest bands of all time. So we can expect like a Quiet Company angst album. <laughs> yeah, I think we just made one. <laughs> Next one. But uh, yeah, I mean, I kind of feel like things are heading that way for us. Uh, so uh, we, I mean, we've kind of started writing. I'm always writing, but like now that the record's out, I feel like I can start really writing for like another record. And I really want this next one to be. I want to get weird with it, you know. I want to. I want it to get. Not gonna put a four-year gap in between this one. No. <laughs> no. No. Not anymore. No. I mean, it was our goal to do an album a year, and it just didn't happen. What happened with that? Because I mean, the last album. I mean, you guys got a lot of acclaim for it. I mean, of course, like, and Austin's known as a huge music city. And of course, you guys won like best band, best album, all that shit at the Austin Music Awards. Yeah. So it seemed like you had a lot of momentum. So what kind of we kept you guys from putting out more? I mean, not going into it too much. Um, we had some agreements and some partnerships and some arrangements that. Uh, Really mishandled. What to say? Record company politics. Well, that... It wasn't even record company stuff. It was it was stuff with our camp and just and other stuff that we had going on and like I said, I don't go too too much. We just wasted a lot of time. Gotcha. Like we like we kind of came out of that South by that year and we had won those awards and we had this great thing. We felt like we had a lot of buzz and then we just kind of squandered it, waiting for other people to do things. That I mean, you want some advice about the music industry? Here it is. Everyone's full of shit. <laughs> and anytime someone says they're going to do something for you, you say, instead of going, that's great, you go, how? Tell me how. Tell me how you're reasonably going to expect to accomplish this goal or fuck off. Because if they can't do it, they need to fuck off because they're wasting your time. And this industry is a magnet for people like that. Yeah, I, I, it's funny you say it because we've only had a couple other uh, musicians on. Usually we do like authors and stuff, you know, kind of more. I should have asked. We if do. I can say things like "fuck off" on the oh, podcast. Oh, okay. You haven't heard our oh. podcast. Okay, good, good. No, <laughs> we, I, I think a title of one of our episodes is "Big Bone Gooch." Okay, good. Any kind All right, we're good then. We're good. Of the quality <laughs> that you are being a part of right now. No, <laughs> iTunes only has the explicit label. Otherwise, it'd probably be worse. But yeah. no, but like I said, we've had other musicians, and they've said the same thing. You know yeah. about how. Anybody in the industry is basically have to fuck you over as much as they can. Yeah, it seems that way. I don't, dude. It's just like we meet people. Like we met this guy a while back, and there was a potential like management thing. And uh, one of the other guys was like, "Well, dude, like I went and like met with him, and and the guy was like, "Well, dude, what'd you think?" And I was like, "Really un unimpressed." He was like, "Well, why are you unimpressed?" And I'm like, "Cause he talks like music industry people." He says all the same shit that everyone else says. Like, I'm giving. I'm like after X amount of years doing this, like I'm very guarded against that, and that's part of the reason we signed the label we did is because, like, they instill confidence in me that because when they talk about like, well, this is what we're gonna do, and, and I say how, they go like this, and they lay out a plan that uses leverages of actual relationships they've had and used before, and what they can reasonably expect. And, you know, and there are no guarantees mm -hmm. in the anything really but the fact that these people have a plan makes a huge amount of difference to me because I feel like most of the time when you ask them well what are you gonna do how are you gonna do this 
oh man, I just, you know, it's how I talk to people, and it's just, I'm like, here, oh, no. Like, like you may, and, and like, it might not be all of them. Like, they might actually be, like, you know, they may, may have the big swinging dick that they claim to have, but I tend to doubt it because I just feel like the industry is, like, chock full of people who have this fake it till you make it attitude, and all it does is turn young artists into cynics and waste dreams and when people could be out doing something productive on their own, you know. So a lesson that we learned a long time ago, man, is like don't don't give away anything for something you can do yourself. You know, and so we've had a very much a, a do it yourself career. And we've you know, we've done okay. Uh, but I think we've kind of reached the point where we wanted to have a partnership with somebody and we're tired of doing it ourselves and uh, and I think it's working to work out. I'm feeling very cynical now in my <laughs> Like I'm being very negative and I apologize. No. Time to break out the Beatles. Like, fuck albums. those people. Shut up. <laughs> Bullshit. Yeah, where's Star Wars? Yeah. Um, I need to get get right again. <laughs> I mean obviously in the music industry today it's a lot it's a very different environment. Yeah. Um, you have free internet streaming. Um, there's all kinds of copyright infringements going on sure. nonstop. People burning things and who knows what else. Yeah. Um, do you think that it can be a benefit to a smaller band? I mean, it's obviously more of a detriment to the larger yeah. collective because they, you know, demand like a massive amount of sales because they only make like two cents per record or whatever right. the fuck their contract exists. But yeah. if you're able to get your music out to other people and branch out via these free streaming internet yeah. sites. It can help you, but at the same time, it's like, where where's the payoff? I just want people to buy records. If you're not buying records, I'm unimpressed. Like, that's what you need to do. You want to own a record, you fucking go buy it. Go buy that goddamn record and listen to it. Because if you're not and you're just going to Spotify, that's not owning a record. That's not supporting a band, you know? And if, if you're a person that like found us through a site like that, then that's fantastic. I'm like glad to have you. If you just hate buying records and all I can have is you streaming us on Spotify and maybe you'll come to your show, I'll take it. But let's not act like it's not highway robbery. Like, like let's not act like it's good for us. It's not good for me. Like it doesn't help me in any real way. Like our Spotify checks are like it's not even like it's not a thing, you know? Like and it's the way the world is now, so it's like we can all like bitch about it and be like get off our lawn, you know, but it's just the way it is and it doesn't seem to be any way of changing it. But I'm not gonna sit here and act like I'm okay with it because I'm not. And then it's you know People that download illegally, like, well, you're stealing from me. Like, you're you're taking something that you don't own, and you're you're stealing it and taking food off like my table, and and we all just—it's just this entitlement that just runs rampant with with the way the world sees music now, and it's perverse to me because we—it's like these kids just feel like they. Just they should have free music. Like it's just it should be free. I'm like, well, it's not. It shouldn't be free because it costs money to make, costs money to promote, it costs money to and time and effort and all these things that anything like you wouldn't have that mentality about anything else. 
you know? It's like, I just want to go like, well, what do you do for a living? I'm like, well, I'm an accountant. I'm like, well, you should be an accountant for free. You should do my taxes for free. Why? Because I want you to. <laughs> I know that you had to go to school and spend a long time like learning how to do this and you've spent years honing your craft and you've worked hard to like climb the ranks of your but I want you to do it for free so you should do it for free like that's the argument like there's no there's nothing that like happened that made us go like oh well now music should be free because of the, like no we just all decided that we could have it free so we should like that's not logic and it's not morals <laughs> you know it's it's something's convenient for me so I abandon all ethic that's all that's happened that being said I'll get off my soapbox <laughs> people do whatever the fuck you want I don't care <laughs> if, if you want to come to a show and buy a t-shirt we'll call it square okay I was gonna say well we'll at least say this we'll of course, thank you for joining us, Taylor. And I will say that everybody needs to definitely go out and buy the transgressor. Yeah. <laughs> Don't pull it up on fucking Spotify. Go buy the damn album. Yeah, I will say this: like, <laughs> I I think that those things, Spotify, whatever, like they have a a, a very ethical use. Mm -hmm. Like, and I kind of feel like if you're a person that discovers bands on there and then goes and buys a record, mm -hmm. then you know, dude my hats off because that's perfect that's a that's a completely ethical usage of that platform and I support it like when I got Napster as you know as a <laughs> kid like I, it was the best thing that ever happened to me because I lived in East Texas and we didn't have record stores that carried things so it's like I would and I had shitty dial up you know so I would sit there for like an hour or and a half Wait like for one song yeah trying to download a My Bloody Valentine song because it was the only way I was going to hear My Bloody Valentine you know what I mean like and then I would drive to Dallas on the weekends with friends and we'd go to Good Records and buy these records, you know, but but we'd spend like hours like, oh my gosh, I mean, have you heard this band? Like we're discovering bands on there that we had no other way to discover. Well, that's different now because everybody has the internet. Everybody has access to everything. There's no secrets anymore. Like there's no, there's no searching for a record store so you can maybe find that record that you can't buy at the Circuit City or the Best Buy, you know, like. So everyone has access to everything all the time now, and I don't know. I'm getting old, man. <laughs> I'm getting old, and I don't like the world. Um, you talked about your shows, coming buying T-shirts, all that great yeah. stuff, which everybody should do, obviously. Um, do you have a, an upcoming tour or anything going on? Yeah, man. We've got uh, we've got a lot, few release shows left. And, you know, we're doing, uh, and I'm sure when this posts, but uh, you know, we got Brian College Station. Coming up, we've got San Antonio. Uh, got a few, something else. Um, then we're going into South by. We're playing a lot of shows at South by Southwest. And then in April, we're going to start doing a lot of weekend regional stuff. So we'll be around all around Texas. May, then we're going out and doing the Midwest and East Coast a little bit. And then we got some tours after that. So. Excellent. So everybody should go to your website. Yes, quietcompanymusic.com. And I feel like I ended this on a very curmudgeonly. <laughs> well, I will say, after seeing your show, it's very energetic. Um, there's a lot of positive energy and the whole vibe of what you guys do on stage and in the crowd. Um, so I'd highly recommend anybody going to the shows. Well, thank you. Um, 
I mean, speaking of your your shows, what, what's like the most awkward show moment you've ever had? Um, the first thing that comes to mind was about 30 minutes ago when I hit myself in the face with my guitar <laughs> because my strap kept falling off. Um, and now I've got blood caked all in my nose. Um, so that was pretty uh, unfortunate. <laughs> So yeah, that's the first thing that comes to mind. You guys got to see it. <laughs> well, you're, you're a trooper for having a bloody nose oh, and nice. doing a yeah. podcast. Yeah, I was like, I, at least the, the least it could have done was like bleed out, you know? It just kind of stayed in my nose and caked up. It wasn't very cool at all. <laughs> all right, well, I appreciate you being on the show. Well, thanks so much for having me. Uh, sure. All right, awesome. Thanks again, Taylor. I appreciate it. And we're back. I'm just kidding. No, I guess you already started. You I might as wanted, well. I just wanted to see what Eric would do. We were going to introduce uh, <laughs> a song here, and Boggs decided. Just yeah, to I'll, I'll talk about ram that it down more. your throat. Oh my god, that sounds. Or your ear holes. Oh, before he does that though. But anyway, since you guys just check that out, be sure to uh, check out Transgressor, Shiggity the new check, album, motherfucker shit, dick. By Quiet Company. Yes. Um, I was checking my mic. I'm sorry. And uh, he he did inspire me because he said, you know, if you're not buying albums, then you're a piece of shit. Then fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> That's essentially what he said. Well, just so he knows, I started buying albums again because they took LimeWire down. So um, I <laughs> just I did get I I don't I don't have it yet, but I did uh, purchase Transgressor on uh, vinyl because oh. apparently there's some bonus tracks on there and one of them happens to be my favorite track on that album so there you go and that's the only way you can get it so get it on vinyl Mike when you make it happen when you were on LimeWire did you download music basically to justify the sheer amount of porn you downloaded on LimeWire uh, that way when people were like oh you use LimeWire you're no, like no, no, I no. use it for music too I never downloaded porn you don't have to download porn porn's everywhere yeah, I was about to say you can just stream porn oh, for yeah. free. Why would you oh need to download god, it? Oh my god, dude! And I stream the Why shit. Why keep out it on your porn? hard drive for people to see? Well, I'm sure that obviously the, the like <laughs> yeah, the tube no doubt. the tube channels obviously changed a lot of that. But I'm just saying you um that used to not be the case. Yeah, porn on the computer is the worst because you have to like create 15 folders and hide them within each other so no one can ever get it. like I, there's I like literally have like a fucking coded maze of folders that you have to go through to get to the porn. And they're all labeled shit that no one would think there's anything in. So you have to, it's it's a really intricate system. <laughs> because I don't lock my shit. I've told he you guys this before. He encrypts his porn files. I don't encrypt it. <laughs> although that would be a great idea if I could pull down like an encryption thing and encrypt it. That'd be great. I'd have a lot more porn on my computer than Yeah, but then you'd have to decrypt it one-handed. You know what I mean? Mm. Huh? No, huh, dude, guys, you do it all guys, beforehand. Huh? You get all your little things all set up. This I guess is I'm the, just impatient. Yeah. Well, the problem is with the porn. Like you have hey, to stream because. Am I loud enough to you guys, or am I just? Is it? Am I, I turned you down because you started singing. Yeah, you fucker. Oh. You can turn me up. Oh yeah. Listen to me. Oh, oh my yeah. voice is here. Hey guys. That's what I'm talking about. What's up? Anyway. Hey boy. Eric going, has control man? of my voice. So definitely go and get a transgressor and some of their other, uh, some of their other older albums. They have one that has a song in particular that's very uh, atheist-esque. Nah. Sounds hot. They love the Lord. So anyway, but yeah, they're they're awesome. Check them out if they come to your town. Because I think they're doing a statewide or uh, 
tour of the southwest, southeast. He was telling us on the go back and listen to the interview. I forgot we did a few days ago. <laughs> I forgot already. But they're going to be touring somewhere, goddamn it! So keep yes, your eyes they are going to be doing them. a tour, and um, you God know, damn it. Hey man, I don't have time to go back and listen to all my. We stuff. We love all again. of them. Yeah, they're the best. Listen to everything that they're they do so good and buy it. And then uh, give them we suck at advertising other people. I'm sorry. ITunes. I don't even know who you are. I wasn't there for any of this. I just like was really patronizing, and I apologize. Yeah, Boggs didn't show up. Would you have Claire that night? Yeah, you did. Was God it, damn was it. Saturday? Oh, God damn kids. My kid is still sick. I'm actually really worried. Really? Yeah, my kid is still sick. I'm actually really concerned. Yeah, dude. For like, what, three weeks? Yeah, it's been a while. My right. ex just texted me like this morning and was like, yeah, she had a coughing fit all night last night. And we just finished the first bottle of medication. So it's like, damn, what the fuck? What does this kid need? Mm. So, anyway. Yeah, I got home that night at around like two or whatever. Mm -hmm. It was late as shit. And it's him and Gray. And they're both just like pissed. Dude, we were hammered. They were both hammered. We were hammered. I walk into Gray with a guitar, like playing miserably. (laughs) Wasn't that? It was really awful. Gray, if you're listening, I'm sorry, bro, but Um, Jesus Christ. He was drunk. I'm not gonna really knock him for it, and it was better than anything I could play on the guitar. So. Honestly, I don't. I don't remember that at all. Um, I'm just kind of making shit up as I go. And then, and then I remember Gray like at one point just getting up. We're like listening to some tunes and stuff. Um, and Gray just gets up and goes to the bathroom and just vanishes for like an hour and a half. You know what he was doing in there? Was he puking? Stopping oh yeah, it, stopping it up. And then I was like, "Dude, I got to pee." So, so I like slammed the door and he eventually came out and he went straight to our patio and threw up over the patio. Oh my <laughs> god, dude. Like I didn't even realize any of it too cuz he was really good at hiding it until I caught him throwing up. And I was oh. like, "Hey, dude, what are you doing?" like over the patio and I was like, "Oh, all this out, is making sense now." Let's point out you guys are on the third floor. So. Yeah, that was funny. Oh man, I'm <laughs> he's lucky that nobody was like or People are lucky that nobody was going underneath. God, walking. well, what was it, like 4 o'clock in the morning? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was way early in the Jesus morning. Jesus Christ, you guys. Yeah. Is it sad, too, that my exact response to that was, I'm going to get him a shot of Pepto-Bismol. So I went and got one of Eric's shot classes and filled it with Pepto-Bismol <laughs> and handed it to him. <laughs> and then, well, what? what here's how I first. knew it was going to be a fun couple of hours, and mm. that's why I stayed up so late, even though I had to be up in the morning. I walk in, and... Michael's like, hey, man, you're home. You're not wearing work clothes. What the fuck? I'm like, yeah, I went to Dallas. He's like, why'd you go to Dallas? Like, just not even remembering. I had remembering. no clue, man. So oblivious. I had and no fucking finally, clue. He's like, oh, yeah, that's right. Hey, I learned something new today. Never play magic drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, this is going to be interesting. For some reason, I think that would be the only way to play it. Like now, I just not need if you're playing Soul Tide Control. It's too fucking hot. <laughs> Let the madness ensue. I know, Shay. You should have started taping. Might have got some good audio out of that. And then I got up at eight and took care of a child. Mm. Anyway, so you're gonna play us a little jam over there? Unfit parent. Yeah. So I, I'm assuming anyway, because I had I don't have a I don't have a text message from Brad saying fuck man I slipped on my porch. Uh, so I'm assuming we're gonna go over there because. <gasps> Right now in DFW, it's like fucking ice over yeah, again. For the fans of the show, be sure to look up Brad. Um, what the fuck is he called? Brad reviews anal bum. Brad, Brad reviews, reviews anal, bum. anal bum because Brad reviews tonight an album. the album that he chose un, uh, 
characteristic of what he was supposed to do, which was a Taylor Swift album. Oh my God! Yeah, he was supposed to do. Taylor he is Swift. doing God, Deer it. Hunter Act Three. Yes. Yep. So I chose a song off of Act Three basically because Brad asked me to choose a song and, off of Act Three. And your boys, Boggs and the Ginger Bear, are both going to be joining for it. So you guys mm-hmm. could check that out. Mm-hmm. And remember, kids, the Axe Deer Hunter. We had Casey on. Maybe we'll get him on again. And so go listen to that. I think it was episode seventy-seven. So yep. Go check that out too. And on that episode, he did say that he was going to have another act that was going to be coming out. We and had this sure enough, it fucking was. Turns out it's coming out possibly this summer, yep. so that's really, really quick. And I do want to point out, that was exclusive on our show. We were first, <laughs> first to have that. I know, and all of the articles, hence referencing uh, the next act coming out, are not referencing our podcast. I'm really upset by this. It's, what the fuck? That's pretty <laughs> what typical. What the fuck? It's, uh, I know. Not we get, giving us credit. Oh, we just get <laughs> shit on. Oh, okay, so fuck everybody. The weirdest thing about this is this first part says Michael is a cunt. That is not the lyric. I, I'm, I'm looking, looking at, at the page. It does not say Michael's a cunt. His girth is nothing compared to Boggs's. Is... That's debatable. Yeah, I don't and have he very much girth. Has a big fat chode. Is that true, Michael? <clears throat> oh. My head's pretty you big. You were born with the sun. It's like a fucking plum on and the end of oh, it. That's interesting. <laughs> you will die with the moon. And everything you thought you had, you lost. But now you.
Been a while, folks. Been a while since we've had a jingle on here. And he, he didn't even fuck up, really. Minor. He just didn't do the. Minor. It's almost in the way. That really ridiculously high. Thank you, Claudio, for or not Claudio, um, Casey. Casey, for reminding me that I don't have that range. Fuck Claudio because they didn't come on our fucking show, dicks. Anyway, so did they, say, did they end up saying no? I think it's fucking. They just I think gave the, us a runaround. Yeah, I think the PR fucking bitch. Which like, oh, just talk to me in a couple of months when they're done with their tour or whatever. And yeah, and I got back with her, and she just, uh, well, I need some this and this, and I sent it. To her. It doesn't matter. We don't need politics on the show about that kind of nonsense. <laughs> Although I will give a shout out to Sheila, who's the lovely PR girl yes, that hooked us up yes. with uh, Taylor. So shout out to her, Taylor. Whom? Be specific. You could have mentioned Swift. Motherfucker, we just Taylor had Muse. Interview. We just talked about it. Just in the interview. That's it. You're fired from the podcast. So This is the ousting. <laughs> I'm going to fire him That's before, how it goes down, down, is before it? he tries to quit. You want to quit? Like, you want to quit? Well, you're we fucking fired. fired. You're fired, bitch. <laughs> I'd say... God damn it. Anyway, what, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. So... Um, I brought up a thing last week, and I, I know we talked about this, and I brought this shit a little bit last week, but I wanted to kind of throw this out because I read a story on about uh, the, the uh, American atheist, you know, spoke at CPAC. Yes. I don't know why, but for some reason, the, the atheists are trying to get in good with the, the conservatives. It doesn't make sense to me, but... No, nah, that really doesn't make sense at all. So... Most, most atheists are humanists, and Republicans are the anti-humanist. You know, but we, I think this is actually more genius than both of you are giving it credit because. What is that like? Infiltrate from the yeah. inside. inside. If you make <laughs> them it. tear listen, down. if you make them realize, holy shit, we actually want these votes. Like, if you actually represent a very large pop, because here's the deal: what what people miss about politics and why I don't like politics is it's a it's a numbers game, mm-hmm. and that's why like there's a difference between a Democrat and a progressive. A progressive is, you know, to me like. When you say you're a progressive, you're actually trying to follow that ideology and that yep. philosophy. If you're a Democrat, you're trying to acquire votes by talking about those philosophies yep. and representing them. But you're not actually committed to fulfilling them via policy. I agree. And sir. Republicans are no different. Like the, all they do, the, the, you know, that's the thing that's it's it's funny 
we always make fun of like the leadership of Republicans because of the stupid shit that they that they say. Um, if you listen to anyone who's on the right, though, what they say is one true, two not stupid or silly or anything like that. They're just that's that's life to them, and that's why they. You know, it's like this vicious cycle where it's like, what started? Was it the people being fucking retards or was it politicians who just spun it that way? Because there's a, there's a ton of quotes from Republicans in the 50s that I agree with the philosophy that they were trying to hold to. Oh, yeah. If you look at the platforms, like because we went over this like early on uh, when we first started doing the show because it was during the presidential campaign. We did like the uh, Texas Republican platform and how they want to take critical thinking out. It's just a bunch of ridiculous shit. And you go back and look at like um, when Eisenhower's running the Republican platform. Dude, it reads like a Democrat platform. I mean, like their ideals and stuff and like helping the poor and fucking doing all, I mean, all the shit. And you're like reading, you're like, holy shit, dude, why have they changed? I mean, it's like the, the Democrats today are basically the Republicans of the 50s and the Republicans today are the an insane asylum. It's yeah, kind of what it's turned into. It's it's really crazy how, and it's a lot of it's religiously inspired. So for the atheist group to come in and say, "Hey, let's get into this group," it makes a lot of them start leaning more middle because well, they're like, "Hey, if I want to get these votes, yeah. I can't be religiously influenced." And that was their point when they did the speech. They're like, "You guys need to stop with all this fucking evangelical nonsense and start catering to the fucking the young kids and with their and like they just like this is what I saw. That I wanted to bring up." Um, the uh, Public Religion Research Institute's a nonpartisan thing. They do a thing every year. They do the studies on the religion, um, you know, everybody in it. And what they've come up with is they don't do like an atheist agnostic. They do like, are you a certain religion? Do you follow a certain religion or not? Or do you not follow a certain religion? And they just call them nuns. 22%, not nuns like, you know, fucking wear a habit and, you know, cross on it. You know, none like N-O-N-E. You, f- you fucking follow me because you're not paying attention. I'm trying to fucking educate you motherfucker so 22 percent of people are considered nuns now that doesn't mean that they're atheists you know per se like of these people that's like your atheist agnostics your humanists all that shit spiritual people but they don't follow like they're not protestant or catholic they don't follow a religious sect so to speak they said even of that group that um about 30% of them still believe in a God or a higher power of some sort. So, I mean, it's, but the numbers are rising. I mean, you think in 22% of people don't affiliate themselves with any religion now. That's very, I mean, that's really high. I mean, since they started tracking this shit back in like the eighties, I mean, it was like one, two, three percent of people. I don't know if it's just because people feel nowadays that they can come out and kind of be themselves more. They're not so scared to say, I'm an atheist. Because, I mean, you know how it is with us, even. I mean, I, I tell people at work or somebody will come up and I'll say, oh, I'm an atheist. And, you ooh, you know, you kind of get that, like, oh, my God, you don't you don't believe in a, a higher power and God. So, I mean, you still get I get shit. patronized a lot. Yeah, it's like it's still a fucking beating even today. But, I mean, think about 30 years ago or 40 years ago. So I think that's the thing. It's like they're trying to show, like, and evangelicals have dropped down to, like, 14% of people will see themselves. And that's, or 18%, excuse me. And that's, like, the base of the Republican Party. Um, that 22% of non-religious people matches the same as the Catholics. So we're caught up with Catholics. In the country, right? Yeah, and okay. Protestants have fallen below 50%. They're down to 47% of the people who are Protestant now, which was usually, that's the huge one. That's I mean, because that's your Methodist, your Baptist, blah, 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 all that shit group. So that's your big one, and it's, fall, it's fallen below 50% of people. 
So, I mean, you see a big tide and turn on that. So between that and like we're talking demographics with like the Hispanic population, uh, Asian population, the black population has kind of been stagnant forever. Uh, I, we've done a real good job of keeping enough of them in prison to keep them from multiplying, I guess. <laughs> Go whitey, you know. Um, so we've done our part there. But, I mean, the, with the rest of the demographics and now with this religious turn, you're going to start – it's going to have to – the politics are going to have to start changing. Like this shit that the Republicans are pulling, they're going to have to start eventually – getting away from this ramming goddamn your throat or what's that like in a Hoff, you know the guy who runs the science committee now is you know all about jesus and god and there's no global warming because that's you know anything that happens is god's will i mean that's the kind of shit that's gonna fucking kill them you know 20 years from now the republican party i think is gonna be dead if they don't start turning around a little bit anyway i just thought that was interesting you guys don't have to fuck you guys you guys got anything else? Because I hate both of you right now because I'm getting nothing out of you two. We had a fucking interview. I didn't bring anything to the fucking table. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. And Eric, that, you do it again. Give, give Eric I a round of applause. I showed up to the fucking interview, to the show, after a 12-hour shift, being up since 7 in the morning... And getting home at 2 a.m. So go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. I don't even want to hear this shit. I got up that morning and I went and did a fucking, uh, I had to do an inspection on the goddamn house. And then I got drug around with the woman. We looked at fucking paints and fucking refrigerators and all kinds of shit for a fucking house. Uh, I didn't get any goddamn sleep. I had to fucking run all over Hell's Half Acre doing other fucking errands. Goddamn you all, man. It's like you motherfuckers the only ones around here. What? You know how hard it is to find the right fucking paint color for your fucking living room? I mean, you got two tones. You want a fucking accent wall. You want to fucking go darker color. It's, Ooh, dude, it's accent wall. All the way, accent wall. It's, I don't know, man. We got colors picked out already. I got to say this. Easier picking out colors with this one than the last one. The last one, we fucking had the house for a few years. Never painted a fucking wall in the house because we couldn't agree on a goddamn thing. Already got this one fucking done practically. Good for you. I know. Okay. So do you feel like complaining some more? Anyway. I'm just saying. This motherfucker here started like he's the only one that did anything. Yeah. I had a very busy day. And then not only that. (laughs) I had a very busy day. And and then not only that, but after the show, I was tired and I fucking wanted to just go home. But I had fucking Drunky McDrunk with me, my fucking woman, and she wanted to go get pizza. So we had to drag ass down fucking the road to go to this pizza joint where it was nothing but fucking freaks and drunks in there. Like, literally, there was a dude passed out with his face in the fucking pizza. you're in deep element, like, 2 a.m. What the fuck do you expect? That's exactly what I expected. That's what I didn't want to go. But (laughs) So I fucking filled myself full of grease and cheese, and then I trucked home. So I got home, like, I don't even know what time, like (laughs) 3 or something. So I don't want to hear it, dude. And I didn't even get any love. No, I'm just saying, like, you're getting pissed off at me that I don't have anything, and the the whole thing is the interview, so why why do you give a shit? I'm just saying, you did an excellent job on that, by the way. I give that that interview an eight. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Out of what? Out of ten. Oh, okay. No, I I did like some of his points. He did have some really good... uh... I mean, for us, I give him a six. I gave us an eight. Whoa! No, I'm just kidding. He was... He was pretty great. I mean, like I said, he's wiping blood. I mean, he almost bled out during the interview. And he carried on like a trooper. And he didn't just give you like one word answers? We were kind of hoping he would. We were going to take advantage of him if he did. But he's, he kept his, you know, 
conscious and stuff, so. He didn't just say yes. <laughs> yeah, he, he did. He, <laughs> just, he definitely gave us content. Feel, how do you feel about the and, current state of your movement? It's okay. And he gave us information that we could spin off into other questions. It was like a real fucking interview. <laughs> yeah, I like some we've had. Oh, God damn it. Who are you talking about, dude? I don't know what you're talking about. Nobody. Um. Anyway. Anyway, yes. so I think that's about it. No. D- dude, God damn it. What? I hate you. It's the dick of the week. I'm sorry, I forgot to make a sign. Whatever. Dick of the week. Behind the scenes. This is a real quick one. This is this is what I wanted to start doing. Ending the show with this because this usually is an ender. Dick of the week's easy this week. I don't know if you guys saw, but Alabama. Their Supreme Court just got together and uh, made gay marriage illegal. There's only one problem with that, that the state um, Supreme Court did that. The federal court that's already above it said it was said it legal. Was legal, yeah. <laughs> so Judge Supreme Court Justice Roy Moore, who is like their head fucking asshole. He's like the Scalia of fucking Alabama. Scalia! <laughs> so he called this little shit together. So all the fucking the backwards motherfuckers. Hey, Scalia! Alabama. No, no, the Roy Moore hates the gays in Alabama. Roy Moore, motherfucker, you n- what? Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> He's a slave of the state. That's what Whoa. I was going for. <laughs> My bad. Hey, Scott. <laughs> I'll be looking forward to that tweet. <laughs> My bad. Uh, I was going for... Okay, so I have an explanation. No. No, there... No, no you're... Just, that's it. Just move. No, don't even go into it again. Anyway, so... Hey, Scalia. Motherfucker, yeah! But... <laughs> You, hey, make some, do some of your Asian accent. Let's just fucking, let's go full bore, man. You already put it out there. Let's just take it the next notch. I, I, I don't really have one, really. It sucks, though. It does. It's really bad. You know why I know? Because I know an Asian that said that's the worst accent she's ever heard. <laughs> so anyway, um, Roy Moore in the Alabama Supreme Court. Dick's Damn week. I told myself I never um, said that word again, and then I said it again. Oh, I do want to get on. I do have a lot of friends that live in Alabama because I lived in Alabama. That's for right, years. you did. Um, and I've seen some Facebook posts from this, and uh, the the dickhead that is saying that gays shouldn't marry, um, they have been taking his picture and then like putting makeup on him and stuff, and like making him transgender. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. He probably does do that in his spare time. <laughs> it's pretty freaking awesome. It's a, it's pretty much a known fact that people who are the most homophobic are closeted. That's usually the way it works. But anyway, so Roy Moore probably sucks a dick in his spare time, which is not a problem with that. You just got to make sure that if you're going to do it, you got to let other people do it too, Roy. So Well, I mean, if just don't be ashamed. Like, Yeah, be proud of it. Be be yourself. Like, that's you. It's fine. I, I even said on... Just be yourself. <laughs> Don't on, be someone else. On my new podcast, my side podcast, Propocalypse, which Unless you should check Batman, out. Unless it's Batman, you should that, always be Batman if you can. I don't. What the fuck does that mean? Be Batman if you can, dude. Mm. So anyway, I I made this thing on there that I could do the gay thing, but I just can't do any ass stuff. I don't want to put my penis in an ass. I don't want a penis in my ass. If I had to, I could probably do blows. I could probably do that. I can make you that can get happen. a blowy out of Michael. I'm just I saying. Don't. If you pay him some money, he will probably suck your dick. It'll have to be a lot, though. because It'd be at least $5. Nah. 
15. Maybe 20, 15. 20, 20. That's easy to get an ATM. 20 is an easy number because it's round and it gets divided by five. At least I could buy a couple. Yeah, you know, I could get some uh, lunch or dinner or something with 20 bucks. Yeah. Maybe, you know, if you get an... It doesn't matter. Are we done with this fucking shit? All right, everybody. Uh, be sure to uh, go check out our friends. Oh, oh, it's my thing. It's my thing. You always do this. I'm getting you started because you're walking away. Okay. Turn uh, your head. So make sure you uh, check out our friends. Digital check them all out. Digital frustrations. Uh. They're so digitally frustrated. Let him get this out. We the gamer. We the gamer. Fuck Andy Wilkes because he's kind of weird and he's got glasses that are really thick. What? That doesn't even make sense. Uh, Brad reviews an anal bum. Brad reviews my anus bum. Which remember, our boys are gonna be on. We're gonna be on, so I can't ditch that show yet, cause I gotta be on there really soon. It's gonna be awesome. We'll put it. We'll put it on our Brad's Facebook. Brad's about to have a baby. Yeah, yeah. it is. Uh, pod blocked. Who the yeah. fuck are pod blocked? Canadian buddies, you I asshole. I know. It was, it was a joke. I love you guys. Our hey. daily outrage. That podcast. Arkansas buddies. Yep. Ooh. Now, I'm sorry cool. that you live. I know, yeah. but I'm sorry that they live I, there. I feel sorry. My sister them. lives there too, and I always make fun of that. And then, of course, there's the giant jackoff session known as Bropocalypse. Thank you. Bropocalypse. Bropocalypse. The game plan is we're doing the episode tomorrow night, so that'll be up soon. And hopefully, Brad's wife just busts child right in the middle of the fucking show. I want him to go into fucking hysterics right in the middle of the show, losing his shit. It'll be good audio, man. I told him, I said, you need to tape it when she goes in labor. You need to fucking record it the whole time. Anyway, folks, if you're wondering why your favorite musician, Taylor Muse, did an <laughs> interview with us, it nobody knows. It's his PR girl. Yeah. Just just blame her. It's all her oh, fault. It, oh, yeah. I was about to say, I just on this one. Oh, we got to edit that. No, well, you just no, said no. It. We're not. You editing. just said, but then that we edit said that. it. Now we can't. Ed- now we have. But to now edit you have that to edit twice. Edit one. But then you have to edit the fact that we went. And- yeah, you know what's fucked up? Now it just runs I'm not in circles. Editing anything. This show is probably going to get like a couple thousand hits, and now everybody in the fucking and, and they're going to blame you're them. Racist. No, they're going to blame them because now we're associated. Yeah, and you're Taylor's going to be like, associated. Why are you like, on the show? What the hell, racist? man? Yeah. Oh my god. My bad, guys. Can I apologize to Taylor and Clyde got me right now? God damn it. My bad. Anyway, folks, we were we were improving, and I just it just came over me. Yeah, we know it comes over you. Definitely stay tuned next week because you have no idea what's going to come out of our mouths. <laughs> we're in them. Ah. Hey, dicks! What? You do twenty bucks for a blowy? That's what you said. Twenty dollars is a good price. <laughs>